Hey guys, welcome back uh, to the encounter, guys. Um, welcome back, like always. Today we're gonna continue our um, in our Instagram. I don't wanna say our Instagram, but uh, today we're gonna continue our Holy Spirit series. Series. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. I'm having a, a brain fart, fart today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but today we're gonna continue our Holy Spirit um, series. So today we're gonna talk about the joy of the Holy Spirit that give that He gives us. And I wanted to read uh, maybe a few verses, but I wanted to maybe just read uh, Acts 13.52. Uh, if you have your Bible there, come with us and, and share um, this uh, this verse. Our Acts 13.52 says, uh, let's, let's read from 51. It says, but they shook off the dust from their feet against them and went into the iconium. In oh, that's such a weird uh, song. That's a, such a weird word. And it says, And the disciples were filled with joy and filled with the Holy Spirit. So we can see that the disciples here are the disciples that God left. The disciples that God left uh, the, tw the 12 um, uh, apostles. And we can see that the Holy Spirit, He, the Holy Spirit when He comes, it does not only come by itself, but it gives you a type of joy. It gives you a type of joy, not a joy. Um, and I think I've, I've spoken to you guys before. I think I think we had a podcast about this, but a joy that is no longer a feeling, but is now a, a spiritual status. And I think we have to understand that because that's why when Apostle Paul says that we should rejoice in our sufferings, that that is the Holy Spirit giving us the consoling that we need is giving us the dunamis that we need and then to finally reach this joy that is almost incomprehensive like we don't understand why somebody would be happy in the middle of a storm we might not understand why somebody might be happy when there's having when they're having problems they might not understand why he's happy if he just lost his job but that happiness that joy that the holy spirit brings is nothing that you feel but it's a spiritual state. No matter what happens in your life, no matter how hard the Holy Spirit should keep you upright and should keep you rejoiced and filled with joy. Jenny. Um, a verse to back off of what you're saying is Romans 5.3. It says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our lives through the Holy Spirit who has given ha, who has been given to us. And um, a part that I really like about this is that it says in that it produces endurance. And I kind of like before I would skip over that part. But now that I really think about it, I, I was looking at some commentaries and one said that that. Like, for example, um, a runner needs to be stressed in order to gain endurance. Uh, a, um, another example they gave is that a sailor needs to go out into sea to actually become like a official sailor. And so, like, basically you like imagine you're in a race. You have to be you have to be um, stressed like, oh, my gosh, I'm tired and I'm and. You know, you have to be tired in order for you to like grow, in order for you to to have a mindset like, no, I need to keep on going. Like you start to produce a hope, as it says in the verse. And I was going to say, then the next time you run the race, you get tired less 
quick than the time before. Yeah. So the next time you go through something similar, it's like, oh, I can already do this piece of cake until you meet your next challenge. And then yeah. again, produce endurance. Mm-hmm. And I love that. But what I love about it, I was literally, I had Romans 5-3 pulled up. Um, but I, what I love about this verse is that everything that we sow in God, our sufferings, we, we uh, sembrar is so, right? We, yeah. we sow sufferings and what we reap is hope. And I think that's so beautiful because anything that we put in God, anything that we give up to God completely, he does not let it come back empty. And that's one of the things, right? That the word of God never comes back empty. So believe this, that even in your suffering, whatever it is, give it all to God and say, Lord, I trust you no matter what. Uh, Let your Holy Spirit guide me. Let me produce endurance. Uh, Let me rejoice in my sufferings. Obviously, guys, rejoicing actually means rejoicing, right? It's not like, oh, my God, guys, my life is so sad. I feel joyful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not what it is. I mean, like, actual rejoicing. Like, feeling like the Lord, uh, the the strength of the Lord is my... No, what is it? Um, el gozo del Señor es mi fuerza. How do you say that in English? The joy of the Lord is my strength. Thanks, guys. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is my strength, right? And uh, I love that because God never lets us never leaves us empty-handed and i think that's like one of the benefits of the holy spirit right that if we trust in him and we let him guide us we we reap something beautiful even when we should be reaping nonsense and i and i think like the most beautiful thing about um like joy is that once you understand like once you understand joy you understand that it's as danny was saying like it's not our feelings it's not it's not about what we feel or what we're thinking and it's now christ that's um like living in us so that so once christ lives in us of course his uh, everything else just like falls um after that his his joy his love but since this is about joy um uh there's a verse galatians <coughs> 2 20 just to back off with with what i'm saying and it says christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it i identified myself completely with him Indeed, I have been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. And I am no longer driven to impress God. No longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. The life you see living in me is not mine, but it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I think like this verse just goes to show that every other um once we accept christ and we die to ourselves like everything that we used to feel before kind of just no longer matters and i love the the part that says my ego is no longer central which means that my what i feel is no longer like the center of my heart what's the center of my heart is jesus and what and what does jesus feel he I don't know if I'm making sense, but yes. but yeah, yeah. I I think I feel the I feel once again right. <laughs> I see that I see that the the verse that uh, that you bring up is so incredible because I feel like you you didn't explain this part, which I think you should have. That the thing is the beautiful part is that he, what he feels is no longer what's in the center. He feels it, but it's no longer in the center. So now my question: If his ego is non-central. Is not no no longer in the center. Then what is Jesus? And if Jesus is in the center, then we can sing Jesus in the center. Then everything we do, everything we say, everything we're gonna do, everything. The moment you wake up, 
everything is centered around Christ. And I think that's 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 something that he doesn't say he doesn't feel his ego kinda kinda wiggle out, kinda say, I don't like this, but he keeps it in check there. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So and you notice how people come to church backwards. They have the Holy Spirit and strengths and their egos out and about. Oh, they better not even tell me that because I'm gonna oh they don't even know who I am. <laughs> and at the end of the day, what he says is true. No, now it's backwards. The God, the Holy Spirit, is completely free in my life. And my ego is tied down, knowing that he has a part, a small part in this. I, w I was just going to say that. Uh, and this is exactly what the Bible tells us to do, right? Uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And take every thought captive to obey Christ. Pretty much saying our thoughts trash. What we want is the mind of Christ. What we want is our thoughts to obey him. So we grab our thoughts and literally make them slaves to the obedience of Christ. So whatever Christ says, we're going to be obedient and, to that. And I think one of one of the good examples of this, and I love this example, is David, because David, his heart was was like God's. He was in the his heart was like God's, and we can see that his joy did not come from his situations in his life. For example, it says that uh, that Jesse, his father, would send him away. He still would worship. He still would praise. That's the type of joy that you will see. For example, let me give you guys a, a few, a few other ones. That's it's about joy, but it's not about him praising and singing and worshiping. For example, he saves the flock of sheep, the the herd of sheep. He saves them from the bear and the lion. He didn't have to go out and tell everybody. That was a victory of joy by himself. He was joyous to have beat the bear. To have killed the lion, but he didn't have to go out to his dad. Hey, dad, you know what I did today? I wrestled the bear. Yeah, I killed it. Yeah, he didn't have to do that. His joy was within. So when he saw the giant, he said, "Let's go. Let's put him in. Let's put him there in my belt as well." And that's what you have to understand that his joy, his his joy didn't come from his. I just I, I see that everything bad that happens to to, to David. Just right after he goes and kills and kills Goliath, he is fooled by King Saul to marry another woman. And do you think his heart changes? He goes, I, I received this wife, but I want this one. So he doesn't he never says he could have had the he had he could have had a reason to say, I'm gonna kill I'm gonna kill Saul for fooling me. But his ego was not in the center anymore. But he said, okay. Saul, Saul fooled me this way Sounds good Then Saul chases him for years Makes him uncomfortable for years David is David uh, David can kill Saul But his joy was to say Don't make me kill you Saul Saul look how close I was He was always joyous And I can, un I can only, only explain this to you guys as well In the cave of Adalam When somebody's um, Spiritual joy is there it's oozing out because what when other people that are not so joyous get close to him guess what he does he's contagious always contagious the spiritual state of, of being joy of being filled the holy spirit with being joy makes other people just like them makes them warriors makes them joy joyful and that's how we see that david he the number one thing that god loved about him was the way that he danced the way that he was joyous no matter if you know Whatever happened in his life, he was always joyous. And we can see that in 2 Samuel 6, 14. Um, if you guys want to come with us, uh, 2 Samuel, how come I can't find 2 Samuel? But it says that that uh, David would jump with all his strength 
in front of Jehovah, and it says that he would uh, he would almost he would also tear his clothes and he would have like a little I don't know how to say it but like a little underwear, and it says that and that when this happened, his his uh, wife made fun of him, and you can tell what what God did there, what the what the Holy Spirit did in that. This is what I'm saying we can't say the Holy Spirit was there because it wasn't, but it was an habilitation of the new this new way this new how do I say this this new um. How do I say this? This new relationship that David had with God that was through the Holy Spirit, right? So I don't know if he has something to say or anything. I don't know. No. So, so with, with, the, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the joy of the Holy Spirit, we have to see that also in Romans 14, 17, if you guys want to come with me with that one, uh, 14, 17, it says that for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. So when we go to heaven, it's not about what we drink. That's why I always tell people, like, they go, oh, I, Daniel, because I want to do my life. Yeah, it's because it's not, like, just like you were saying, it's not about us. It's about the the the, the joy. It's about the, the things that we cannot see, the things that we have uh, in, our, in our spirit. And that's what, the, that's what we're trying to work for in heaven. That's what David works for in heaven. Is something to say? Or are you good? No, no, I'm good. Yes, please. Um... Um, how we're saying, like, uh, it's not about us. There's um, in Col Colossians, that's how you say it, right? Colossians. Colossians 124, it says, the MSG version, it says, I want you to know how glad I am that it's me sitting here in this jail and not you. There's a lot of suffering to be entered into this into this world. The kind of suffering Christ takes on. I welcome the chance to take my share in the church's part of that suffering. Right here, Paul is just telling the people of this church. This I don't know how to say it, but but he's basically just telling them like how glad he or how joyful he is. He's rejoicing in his suffering of being in that jail because. Um, because he knows that that basically what I liked about this 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 verse is that Paul understood Paul uh, Paul is so like good at understanding like the um, of joy because because he knows that he's he he's he's not selfish like at all like he's always happy to suffer for for his um, like his sheep is that how you yeah, say it? and like right here he says that he's glad to be sitting in this jail like who would ever be glad to be in jail for someone else mm -hmm. you know and so i just wanted to point that out that he understood that that being joyful is not only for himself but it's so that others can can have a chance and opportunity i was gonna share before i share the the bible verse i had a teacher in high school um I don't know if you're laughing because that was a long time ago, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but he always said, um, short-term short -term pleasure leads to long-term suffering. Short-term suffering leads to long-term pleasure. And I know that's a little bit confusing. Take a second, bask in it, understand it. Um, but the point is that right now we are meant to suffer, but what is uh, coming, what is to come is a long-term pleasure. Like, eternal pleasure so the sufferings of this world should seem minimal to what is to come right and i love paul but above all i love romans like the way he just wrote it honestly chef's kiss beautiful okay romans eight eighteen. for i consider that the suffering of the present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the son of god 
For the creation was subjected subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. So since that time, we've been waiting for our redemption. We've been waiting for the future glory, right? Um, but honestly, I can read you guys all of Romans 8 because it's really great. Honestly, one of my favorites. But the point is that he is just saying, like... What, it, what I'm suffering now cannot be compared to what I don't even know what's coming. But I know that that glory will be so awesome. He literally says, um, with the glory that is to be revealed to us. So it had not even been revealed to him. And he was so hopeful about it. He knew that it was so great because he knew God personally. And he knows God doesn't do things, um, <coughs> I'm sorry, halfway or um, kind of. He doesn't reward those who love him and follow him just a little bit no he rewards them greatly in what we were saying in the beginning right you sow a little bit of suffering dude and you reap a lot of hope and i and paul really understood this and i think he's the one that gives us like the best example because honestly his life was a little bit tough his life was tough already as a christian persecutor but after that still it was tough imagine uh having all this revelation and people still calling you a christian persecutor imagine having all the change and people still remembering who you used to be and that happens to us sometimes and what we do is we drown in a cup right people point out your past sins and you're like oh my god how come no one leaves me alone you know what buckle up buckle up and you know rejoice in your sufferings because instead of saying like oh my god why can't anyone forget be like no that's where god took me out of and mm -hmm. i'm not gonna boast in what i am or who i am but i'm gonna boast in what god did for me because without god it would not be possible okay and i'm done thank you god bless sorry uh, <laughs> i actually um going back to what you were saying deb uh, i found another example in john 16 20 and it says truly truly i say to you you will weep and lament but the world will rejoice okay so first we're gonna pass like people, Danny. They're gonna like like say like, "Oh, you're dumb," and like they'll like enjoy. But then it says later, "You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy." And then I was like, "Okay, what does it mean?" And then Jesus explained later about a uh, a woman giving birth, right? So when a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow through the process because she's in so much pain. Like the baby is about to come on, you're like, "Oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I'm struggling," right? And then. When she delivers a baby, she no longer remembers the pain that she went through. But now what she's what she's admiring right now is the born the baby that was born out of her. Like that was her joy in his right. And then later on it says in the twenty two, sixteen twenty two, so you uh sorry, so you also you have sorrow now, but I but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. When I will see you again, will we go back to Jesus the rapture, right? When you come up, you're gonna you're not gonna remember all those things that happened because God will turn your sorrow into joy and you're gonna forget all those things and now you're gonna your heart is gonna soften and you're gonna be so joyful and you're gonna rejoice in what the Lord now is doing into you. Yes. Um thinking about the example she used, I actually saw this she used the um, the a woman having a baby i saw this fact or it's just something on tiktok that i saw that this this girl was saying like isn't it so weird that woman that woman literally go through like the most painful birth and then later they forget about it and they want to have another one like you literally <laughs> went through so much pain and now you want another one and i feel like that's what that's what happens to us like spiritually like we go through all this pain and we cry and we suffer so much with these tribulations but then after when we go through it and we see like the beautiful outcome we're like 
okay, I know that I can do this again because I know that if I did it the first time, I can do it a second time and I can do it third time, fourth time. And yeah. There, there's, there's a version in the Bible in Psalms 4, 7 that says, you have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep for you alone, O oh Lord, make me dwell in safety. And in Spanish, it says that uh, your joy comes from you. So just just in everything that you just are saying, that it's so crazy because just in everything you say that, like even in the in the the fact that a woman gives birth, which honestly I'm not a woman, so yeah, that's ridiculous. I would never give birth, even if I could. <laughs> but that's not the point. The point is that it's so crazy because the joy. The joy that she feels doesn't come from her pain, but comes from the beautiful thing that calls her mommy every single day, and 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 you know and you know the things that that like she feels happy with the kid just just because we should apply this to our spiritual life. She's happy with the kid not because it's perfect, but because it's an, it's there's a piece of her inside, and then with the with the with the spirit, our joy should come from something higher than what we have. Then from what, for example, a lot of people think that money makes you happy. Which, don't get me wrong, money helps a lot, but it doesn't give you the eternal happiness that we want. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't doesn't complete you. Yes, money can give you a certain a certain type of comfort. Yes, it can give you a certain type of, of happiness. But God is the only one, the only God, the only person that can actually give you this joy. This joy in your heart that you can know that whether you have everything or you have lost everything, you have hope, which is in Jesus Christ, and you have eternal life. And, and that's why that's why I love this verse. It says that you have put more joy in my heart than the people that have everything. And that's why I want you guys to apply it to yourself. If you do not have more joy than the people that have everything, maybe you should check yourself. Maybe you should think about it because that means that the Holy Spirit is not does not reside inside of you. And if the Holy Spirit doesn't reside of you, should ask for be worried yeah ring red bells uh, i was going to tell you danny that if we read psalms 87 7 it backs up what you're saying too because the bible just backs itself up all the time it's super awesome okay um it says all my springs and sources of joy are in you and i love this verse because it's literally saying all and I, i've talked about absolutes before which i heard from uh, uh, pastor george um and i honestly love when when he taught this that absolutes means like okay for example an absolute word is all uh nothing like there's nothing outside of it, right? Like all is all. There's no ifs and buts. It's just an absolute, no matter what. And this uses an absolute word because it says all my springs and sources of joy are in you. So if you want to have the joy that comes from the Holy Spirit, there is no other source of joy. Like uh, you love your family and they bring you joy because the Holy Spirit convicts you to love as Jesus loved you. You know, like everything, all of our sources of joy have to be connected to him. And if they're not, then eh. It's either all or nothing. Like, this doesn't say some of my springs and sources of joy are in you. No. All of them. All of my uh, sources and springs of joy are in you. And I think that's awesome, right? And so then what comes out of us as well, when uh, I think of a, uh, like a fountain, right? Like, uh, it... Uh, I, I, you guys can't see me unless you're watching the YouTube. But it's, I'm doing like hand gestures that mean like they're sprouting. <laughs> I thought you, you were dancing for a second. You know, and it the joy that we feel is contagious. Like, have you ever walked by a, a mount a mountain, um, a fountain, and you get sprinkled on, right? You get like some water, and you're like, oh my god, that's how the Lord's joy is, right? Like you are so full of God's joy, and all of your fountains and all of your springs of joy come from Him. That somebody walks by you, and it's like, whoa. I just got, I just got some joy on me, you know, and, and that's how it is. And that's can, how the. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. no. I was gonna tell you just to add on to what you're already adding on to. <laughs> it's crazy because um, what you're talking about is a fountain, 
But if you go actually go to a, a spring, a natural spring of water, a natural spring of water can only come through rocks. And the rock is Jesus Christ. Amen. So meaning that, for example, you cannot you cannot just grab sand and dig, and oh my God, look water! No, <laughs> it's actually through a rock. Actually, most of the springs of water comes because it's inside of a humongous rock. It cracks because you know the water seeps through all the way until it cracks. And when it cracks, then the river starts. Then the spring starts. So I was going to tell you that. It's so beautiful. This this Psalms is speaking as if it was water already. It's saying, I can only produce where I'm coming from, which is the same rock, which is Jesus Christ. That's beautiful. So go ahead. If you okay, I, I was just going to continue saying that it's contagious, right? Which is why sometimes people stop you or uh, people who you're close to, they're like, dude, how are you so happy all the time? It's like, no, but it's, it's not me. Don't get it confused. My life is just as hard as yours. I still go through the same things as you. The difference is that I know who my Savior is. I know who my hope comes from. So then I'm joyful because I understand that my sufferings right now are short-lived and that one day... Very day. soon, I can feel. <laughs> Very soon, my 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 beloved will come for me, and then all that suffering will be worthwhile, dude. It's like literally uh, getting married. Getting there is uh, difficult. difficult. It's not a, it's not an easy time. It's 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 not a fun time always. You know, there's uh, yeah, there's troubles, uh, trouble, there's yeah, obstacles. right. And like I, well, like we've talked about it before, love is not a feeling. Love is a decision. Love is a choice that you make. That every day you say, I don't want to, but I'm going to. Because I chose to love you, Lord. And even in my heart and my soul, they want to go against you. I'm going to tell them to be quiet, very, very not politely. And I'm going to continue following you. And that's what God wants. He wants that. And that's when he fills us with joy. Like, oh, it's hard for you, but it's okay. Have joy. Yeah, I, I think that. what you said, though, I just said, I think everything should be a decision. You know what I mean? Like, everybody wants to be sad. Like I even heard from some kids that, well, yeah, everybody, everybody wants this to generation be sad. is crazy. Yeah, this, especially well, without without you know bashing on the generation, but this generation, they want to wallow. You know, they want to yeah. wallow in their in their sadness. I even had this kid say, "Danny, but it feels good." Yeah. And I'm just like, how does in the world is feeling sad feel good? But some people feel it. So I'm not trying to say no. I'm just trying to say like, no. that's exactly <laughs> what we have to be against. Like. Just because, you know, you like a song that says, you know, you broke my heart and I want to kill people, doesn't mean you should hear it. it, it it's just, even, that's how I'll tell people, like, everything you put yourself inside your brain, inside your spirit, you feed off of. If you put happy songs, and I'm not saying about, you know, Pharrell Williams happy, but I'm saying, like, you put, you know, happy songs as in joyful, filled with the Holy Spirit in your life, then when you want to come something out, guess what's going to come out? joy happiness but if you listen to drake and you listen to all these simps in the world then then guess what you're going to be you're going to become simp. a simp and that's exactly <laughs> what the opposite of what god wants god wants you to be a happy person a joyful person go ahead yeah um i was also reading like uh sometimes we feel like okay oh joy 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 right but actually um I never heard that. <laughs> no, no 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 like <laughs> not, not us but like people from outside being like oh christians oh psh, they they must never like do this like they're lying about them being like joyous and whatever right but like no like we have our problems like we were saying just to sum everything up but the um i just wanted to say that the bible um says be angry like we're allowed to get angry we have feelings as well just like jesus wept for lazarus right yeah Lazarus yeah. Lazarus and to back this up it's in Psalms 35 for his anger is but for a moment meaning what you could be angry Danny if I punch you in the face you're gonna be angry at me but the thing is that, 
but the thing we have to do is not let this anger like like consume. yeah con like take control of you or I, I i don't i couldn't hear the word that you said consume. yeah consume you because then what this does is it's just gonna keep it in your heart and how are you gonna grow and then what happens is when you want to feel happy when you want when you want to feel joyous you're not going to be able to which is why if you keep reading it says weeping may tarry for the night but joy comes in the morning so okay punch in the face danny i'm sorry let's be buddies and let's go to michoacana you know and you know but yeah <laughs> i just want to say that uh, i was Dang, you lost me with the Michoacana, bro. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was going to say, oh, I was going to go back to what you were saying. Like, uh, people think that Christians are full of joy and, like, they're hypocrites. And I just yeah. want to I just want to clear up, guys, that we are uh, absolutely, if you guys want to say hypocrites, hypocrites. Yes, absolutely. We're struggling to do the right thing just like you guys. But we're picking. Uh, we're choosing to ask God for mercy. We're choosing to let God uh, do his work in us, even if it's slowly. I don't think that anybody should ever come to a church and um, look at the people because you will be disappointed time and time again you look at the pastor you'll be disappointed you look at the leaders you'll be disappointed no matter what we're going to disappoint you when you come to church come and look at jesus come and look at christ because he is the perfect one he is the awesome one and as a pastor's kid i could tell you we're not perfect um if you guys want to talk smack on that we can talk together because i got a lot to say <laughs> but the problem is the the one that we can never talk bad about guys is christ because like i said perfection at its finest he is so good um there is nothing wrong with him without flaws. He is super awesome and great. And, and I can just go on and on forever about how awesome he is. But yes, uh, Genesis had to said that. And I felt like we had to bring that up. Like there is nothing that you're going to find here that's perfect besides Christ. This is a hospital for the sick, for the broken, for the tired. Uh, this is like the cave of Adelaide. And hopefully we come out as a, a victory, uh, victorious humans. Um, and the second thing I was going to tell you is that there's an actual verse in the Bible that says, um, don't let anger, don't let the sun set on your anger. Um, I believe it's Ecclesiastes, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, you're right. Get mad, get sad, get whatever you want, but let it not be a lasting feeling. We're allowed to have these emotions, but also the Holy Spirit gives us tools to address these emotions. And that's what we should be using. Well, well to just 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 to end guys i was going to tell you guys, i was going to tell you guys this it's in luke 8:40 and the the verse says and now when jesus returned the crown welcomed him uh, i want you guys to just keep that in mind in the word that says welcome them for they were all waiting for him in other versions it says for they all work welcome them joyfully full of joy and I, I just want you guys to know that when the holy spirit fills you with joy because jesus sometimes comes Sometimes Jesus comes and visits us. And if we do not welcome him with full joy, if we do not receive him with the joy that the Holy Spirit has given us, then he doesn't like to come in the place that he's not welcomed. And notice that when he is welcomed the right way, then he comes and, pre and gives um, miracle power. Because right, that's the time that Jesus goes and heals, hires his daughter. And he goes and gives us something amazing. But... I love this verse because it's how the whole city started. With what? With faith. With what? With the dunamis. And with what? With the joy that God has kept, the, has given them the, that city. Which all put together allowed Jesus to come inside their life and uh, perform miracles. Um, with that said, guys, I think we reached the, our end today. And I was going to tell you guys that please uh, follow us through, uh, rate us on Spotify, on I don't know what other we're almost on every single thing on TikTok podcast on Apple podcast and almost everything. I think we're even on Android podcast. We're on everything guys. So 
uh, give us a few uh, shares, give us a few um, ratings, and remember that every Wednesday at 4 p.m. we come out with our new podcast. Follow our Instagram, and most of all, do not stop following Jesus Christ because that's the most important part. God bless you guys. Take care, and I will see you next week. Take care. God bless.